In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Ephraim the Syrian said, It is not the case that all those living are alive, or that all those buried are dead. St. Ephraim is the namesake of Elder Ephraim of Arizona, whose funeral was just this past week. Once again he said, It is not the case that all those living are alive, or that all those buried are dead. These are words we could ponder on for the rest of our life. This last week we had two funerals. Remember the funeral of Ted, our beloved altar server and all-around go-to guy in our parish. And as I read that quote, I'm reminded that we are to be preparing for our death. The way in which we prepare for our death is the way in which we live and are truly alive, as opposed to those whom St. Ephraim is implying are living but actually are not alive. Ted had, by God's grace, time, months, and even years battling cancer to prepare for that moment of death. He had time to forgive and seek forgiveness, time to let go of things, to let go of possessions, time to be with loved ones, time to pray, time to confess, and to receive the body and blood of Christ. These are our priorities, but these are not what we spend our life upon. In the funeral service, we see very clearly the shallowness, the hollowness of so many things that we make important in our lives. The funeral service speaks of this in a very direct way. And I'll just read a bit from the central portion, which is the, the hymn of St. John of Damascus. What pleasure in life is not accompanied by sorrow? What glory remains unchanged on earth? All things are flimsier than shadows, more deceptive than dreams. In an, but an instant, death displaces everything. Every mortal is like a flower that withers, a passing dream that vanishes. All human pursuits are vain, they have no being after death. Wealth does not remain, glory does not accompany along the way. Once death befalls, all these vanish utterly. Everything is dust, ashes, and shadow. As it says, in an instant death displaces everything. What is eternal is revealed as eternal. What is transitory is revealed as transitory. To those who are unprepared, who spend their energies on passing worldly things, death comes as a shock. Like in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus that we read a few weeks ago, where the rich man puts all of his attention on filling his mouth with hasty things, on wearing extravagant clothing, and in general pursuing the things that vanish. And yet his life sounds so much like our own. He was a slave to the desires of his body. And this is what St. Theophylact said of him. In truth, while he still lived, his soul had been buried alive, entombed within his flesh. 
He was enslaved to his body. In the Gospel today, we hear about three different kinds of slavery. Now, if we read the Gospel simply as a story, we would say, why is it so important that these people go to this feast? What's so important about that, that they would leave real estate and they would upset their marital relations and possibly lose out on a sale of some oxen? But we know that this is a parable. Because in the Gospel of Matthew, this similar story begins, the kingdom of heaven is like a banquet. So it's even more clear, this is a parable, this is about the kingdom of heaven. In the parable, there are three who are enslaved, who when offered the heavenly kingdom, decline. When their moment of truth comes, instead of choosing the greater things, they prefer their attachments. They prefer their slavery, and their slavery is revealed. St. Cyril of Alexandria says this, it says they, they began all of them at once to make excuse. He's quoting from the Gospel. That is, as with one purpose, without any delay, they made excuse. By senselessly giving themselves up to these earthly matters, they cannot see things spiritual. Conquered by the love of the flesh, they are far from holiness. They are covetous and greedy after wealth. They seek things that are below, but make no account in the slightest degree of the hopes that are stored up with God. It would be far better to gain the joys of paradise instead of earthly fields and temporary furrows. For our own lives, do we see that it is far better to gain the joys of paradise instead of earthly fields and temporary furrows? My brothers and sisters, God in His mercy reveals our slavery to us on a daily basis, not just at the end of our life. For then it is too late. It's too late when we see that we are fully enslaved and we turn away from the kingdom of heaven at the end of time. But God in His mercy helps us to see our slavery on a daily basis, if we have the eyes to see. When a person comes and pesters me and I don't have time for them, do I make time? Or is that a revelation to me of my own dependency upon my time is my time and I spend it how I want or how I need to? When I enter a fasting period and I see the delicious food that now I am enjoying to not partake of, do I rally against the fast? Or do I rally against the slavery that says you must eat that thing that you're not supposed to? Which way is it? When I have someone come to me yelling at me or cursing me or cutting me off on the road, do I have that as a moment of revelation of the anger that resides within me and comes out? Or do I see it as it's their fault, it's their problem? So many ways in our daily lives we have our slavery revealed to us. In so many ways we have the choice. Do I wish to see this as my slavery? Or do I wish to embrace it as though it's really me and that's who I should be? Today we celebrate one who is not enslaved. Saint Eleftherios. Eleftherios means freedom. Eleftheria is the word in Greek. 
He is one who was freed, one who did not give in to the passions, even to the point of death. And when you have a moment outside of the liturgy, read about his life in the weekly bulletin. Eleftherios again means freedom. Who doesn't want freedom? This is one of the most basic building blocks of American society. Freedom. Live free or die. This is the way in which our nation was founded, was upon freedom, upon independence. And thus we celebrate Independence Day every single year. In our own lives, we should pursue freedom. But the question is begged, freedom from what? Freedom for what? This is where the question lies. Because in our American society we can see many ways in which freedom has been turned towards self-gratification, self-love, everything about our ego, everything about what we want. That's not freedom. It is not freedom. And it is at the time of death that we realize that that is not freedom, that that is slavery. Our true freedom is in being able to say no to things. Isn't that freedom? To be able to say, no, I'm not going to eat that food right there. Even though I could, I'm not going to. Because this is a time of fasting. Freedom is being able to say, no, the person that just angered me, I'm not going to be angry at them. I don't have to be angry at them. Freedom is when I watch a television ad and I say, I don't need that thing. I might want it, but I don't need it. This is freedom. This is freedom. But how warped our freedom is because we're enslaved. And again, in this time of fasting, it becomes so clear. We see it as fasting as enslavement, and outside of fasting as freedom. Is this not true? We say, thank goodness I'm not fasting anymore. But it's because of our slavery. It's the opposite. If we weren't enslaved, we would say, oh, it's fasting, okay. Oh, it's not fasting, okay. Everything in our life would be smooth, smooth. But instead we see it in this opposite warped way, that as though the church is imposing something upon us, and we need to rebel and free ourselves from that by coming up with excuses. Another translation of the word eleftherios is deliverance. Both freedom and deliverance. And we can see how those words are interwoven. But deliverance is a beautiful word, because what does that mean? That means you were free once. That means that you were meant to be free. Deliverance. Like the people of Israel coming out of the Egyptian bonds. They were meant to be free. They were meant to be. And so they returned to the freedom that was given to them by God. This is the journey of our life. Our life is a journey of deliverance. In our human nature, in what God has created us to be, we are free. And we are free from the enslavement to the passions. And yet, we're born into this world, into our families, into the things around us that enslave us and enslave us and enslave us. But God never wanted us to be enslaved. He wanted us to be free and to freely choose Him. But slavery has prevailed. My brothers and sisters in Christ, 
Let us break free from the bonds of slavery. And the first step is to see that we are enslaved. To not be like those in the gospel who couldn't even see this enslavement that had so taken over their lives that they chose the lesser, the passing, the temporal over the eternal. And let us all remember this quote from Saint Ephrem. It is not the case that all those living are alive, nor that all those buried are dead. Amen.